Welcome, Lori and Julian Show, My Talk 107, on everything entertainment. Stephanie March is in for Lori today. Lori will be back tomorrow. And congrats to uh, Mr. Nathan Peterson from Fridley. $107 more in his pocket than he had before. He downloaded and opened that My Talk app on Happy July. Now, uh, we are uh, wrapping this thing up. We have today and tomorrow. And that's it. Happy July is over. So still just a two more chances for you to uh, have a shot at winning $107. Wow. Wow. It's been a big wow is right. I love that app. Ooh. What a what a great way. What you a cool just, thing. You just yeah. get paid for it. All right. So, um, okay. It, tell me, I think this is so, our favorite headline today, I'm going to tell you <laughs> right away, because it involved Elton John being carried he was in Sardinia onto a, a jetty <laughs> yeah. um, going out to a yacht and he was carried like, you know how you used to make the throne as a kid and you'd carry someone in the throne with your arms one way and someone would put their yes. arms in the other oh, way? Oh, yeah, yes. like, like, or like this. Yeah. 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 Yep. Like mm-hmm. the throne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so our favorite headline today is that Elton John knows how to travel. <laughs> I like how he rolls. So Because getting into a jetty when the waves break and stuff, there's nothing worse. I remember when we went sailing with Kurt and Stephanie years ago. And, I mean, just getting in and out of it is a, is a comic show. Just watching and just tippy, tippy, tippy. But it was so funny. So when I think of Elton John, I think of Billy Joel. And then I saw this thing about Billy Joel today in the news. And only because those two have been going back and forth. Billy Joel says, Elton, you shouldn't make any more music. Your catalog is losing its value. Elton says, I really don't care what you think, but I like you. So Billy Joel now has revealed, you know, he's, he's set the record for his 100th performance at Madison Square Garden. I mean. On July 18th. He does he's, the shows there all the time. He's held, He holds the record for the most performances there by a single man in a single run. And so he, you know, does not have plans of stopping anytime soon, but he does have a crazy idea of how it might end. And in a recent interview, he described a vision that he had for the end of the tour. The stage at Madison Square Garden is a living room set, couch, TV, coffee table, food. And there's a bulletproof glass shield all around him and this set (laughs) and the audience. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I come out to the audience and I lay down on the couch behind my plexiglass place where no one can hurt me. I grab the remote and start watching TV. <laughs> the crowd, what? after a couple minutes, goes blank, yeah. this, and starts throwing their popcorn, their pop, their beer, and everything at the glass. He's not going to do that. Wow. That's performance <laughs> art. It is. And he, it says, is. And he yes. says he stated, by ending that way, he knows his fans would never, never want to pay to see him again, and that way he could be done. Well, he's got a point oh, there. that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. kind of funny? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yep. He knows never. Yep. You know, no one would ever cough up another dollar for ever, a ticket to watch him ever, watch TV. Ever. Now, Leslie Jones, the comedian from Saturday Night Live and Ghostbusters and some other movies, who is absolutely hysterical, sat down with the ladies on The View today. And they were asking her, I think it was in a uh, relationship, they were having a conversation about Les Moonves. Mundes and about, you know, something that happened yeah. 20 years ago and is that relevant? So here, um, she is talking about comedy. They're dragging a lot of stuff out from the past. Ooh. I saw this in the Times. Comedians like made some inappropriate joke 20 years ago. They're holding them accountable now. What do you think about that? I think that's so stupid. <laughs> it's just 
so dumb. I, do you know how long I've been doing comedy? I've been doing comedy since 1986. Mm. If y'all go back, y'all gonna see so much inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> y'all gonna see so much stuff because you, you can't hold me accountable for what I did in 1987. I mean, I wasn't smart. I mean, like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, yo, know. yeah, I thank you. Yes. Social media, I'm so happy social media wasn't going on in my 20s. Thank okay. God. Yeah. Because yeah. I would be... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kid. Y'all would be sitting here going, oh, she's so respectable now. <laughs> so, so them going back and pulling, oh, it's just, oh, and jokes. plus, you know what? Stop holding comedians to this standard. Stop doing that. That's, our job, our job is to make the ugliest stuff funny. That's our job. That's our job. We are court jesters. We are clowns. That's what we do. Mm. We come out and we make this terrible situation laughable. I mean, unless you want to cry for the rest of your life. Do you want to cry? <laughs> do you want to cry? Because we can do that. Yeah. We can cry if we want to. But I'd rather laugh at the yeah. situation because yeah. laughter brings joy. Laughter, laughter brings endorphins. Mm -hmm. Laughter brings contagiousness. Mm -hmm. yes. Does that make I, sense? Yes. yes. Like it, it, it brings joy. People love me so much because I have an energy of happiness. Right. You, I want to yeah. be happy. I want, I want you to laugh just as much as you. I want everybody to laugh. And the best way, the best way to conquer pain is laughter. Yeah. It's the best way. So let comedians do their job because let me explain something to you. You're not letting comedians do their job and you're miserable. <laughs> Just yeah. like watching acting, just like listening to music, just like looking at yeah. art. Laughter is a release that you are now cutting off. Stop walking around so offended. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to survive life. I like that. Mm -hmm. And then she's sounding like words in mouth. Laugh! Laugh! Oh my God. She I is the everything she said. Laugh! I agree a hundred percent. And she too. was just because think of how many inappropriate things you've said in the past and with time and you learn that it's not, you know, tolerated and you know, things change. And I just I well, love I what think she context said. too, because you can easily sample a, like a one line out of something, but if you weren't there for all of it or you didn't understand the context of the full conversations, then we'd all be in trouble for saying like, I'm gonna kill that guy. Right. You know? It's just like I right. don't know. That's the hard part. Is I feel like we we tend as a society to pull the one thing and then get crazy about Somebody's, it. And I don't know, right. you know, but I'm just saying. No, and I just I appreciate her saying that she was nominated for a second Emmy nomination for SNL, and she goes, "I want to win, baby. That's I want right. to win." Yeah. So I she just, wants to be Kate McKinnon. He's so funny. <laughs> All right. So when we come back, we've got random thoughts, um, and they're random today. We can guarantee that. You know, I saw this story the other day. Do you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, let's get at it. Donnie, you're yeah. going to start out today. I am. You're you're starting out and giving us the first random. Okay, that would be uh, some royal family rules that you must follow. Okay. Are you all right? Case Some of them involve food. They involve food. Oh. For instance, if you're uh, hoping for some uh, mastacholi or lasagna, maybe even spaghetti, very, very doubtful you're going to get that. Uh, pasta is reserved for 
special occasions at Buckingham Palace. Get out! Special occasions only for the pasta. Thank you very much. Okay. Also, uh, potatoes and rice. Not going to be on the menu, but they aren't banned completely. But the Queen, she keeps them on reserve for special occasions. Then what do they eat for starch? And she enjoys, I don't think she's a big fan of starch. She enjoys grilled fish or chicken with vegetables. Oh, Oh, good right. Lord. Is she on the Atkins diet or what? <laughs> Could you imagine? Now, this one we've heard before. No shellfish. No right, shellfish. Right. And that is because food poisoning common in shellfish. The royal family prefers not to expose themselves to worshiping at the porcelain throne. Mm. So mm-hmm. they don't have the shellfish. Okay. Uh, so if you're at dinner with the queen, keep uh, you two keep this in mind. If the queen places her purse on top of the table... You better get that food down because that means you have five minutes left. Really? Five minutes. That's wow. that's your watch I love for the that. purse. That's watch awesome. For the purse. Also, her dinner conversations—they're not happenstance or willy-nilly. They are actually strategically planned. So don't feel awkward if you're sitting on her left side and she doesn't speak to you for the first half of the dinner. The conversations are planned. She always begins dinner with having a conversation with the person seated to her right. Okay. Wow. After the second course, then she'll switch to the person on her left. So That's it's okay. She's not mm-hmm. ignoring you. Right. She's just following some protocol. She's protocols. I got that it. That is right. I it's sometimes it. more comfortable talking to someone on the... I don't know, right? Right? I, yeah. Of turning your head like right. a tennis match? Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and okay. then you have... Yeah. Okay. And then here's a couple other things. We know that her favorite drink is a gin and Dubonnet. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is a lovely little fortified wine yes and um you can't call her a foodie um she has a sweet tooth but she's anything but a foodie um according to mcgrady this gentleman that has worked there forever last year told food and wine that the queen is not really bothered about food all she cares about are horses and dogs he called her diet disciplined which kept her healthy you know she doesn't really care Her wedding cake, though, when she got married, weighed nearly 500 pounds. The acclaimed Le Cordon Bleu London recreated the original cake that was made 70 years ago for the Queen's wedding to Prince Philip. The Duke of Edinburgh, last year they did it. It was four tiers, nine foot tall fruit cake was decorated with hand piped white flowers and they to recreate the cake. It took hundreds of hours to decorate and construct. And you can eat a piece of the cake for $750. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, she has a serious sweet tooth. She yeah. adores chocolate biscuit cake. Um, let's see. She, she hates garlic. Um, her staff cooks with pots and pans that are older than yours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember you, they won't eat garlic either. That's uh-huh. right. They can't. She makes her That's own whole breath thing. Yeah. line of sparkling yeah. wine. Hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so isn't that... It's kind of wild when you know about that, but do you have any like little idiosyncrasies? I mean, you're a foodie. You're the editor for Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Yeah. And you go out and you try new food all the time and you try food trucks and you're trying this and you're trying that. Is there any kind of rule that you are just like, I need to have real silverware when I try food? No. Or I I need like anything like. No, because I try to be very flexible about the place and the moment I'm in with it. But I will say there are little things that bug me. Like for instance, when you serve, uh, something that needs to be cut that yep. can be cut, like let's say an eggs Benedict situation, sure. but it's in a bowl. 
Somebody, you know, because the plate is a, it's lipped up on the edge. So you find yourself having to cut, but then like going against the edges and potentially tipping. There's a specific place I'm thinking about. Okay. With that in mind. Uh No names. But I'm just saying that I don't understand. Or when they put, they're not plates, you know, they put something in like some fantastic, like, you know, let's serve this in a wire basket shopping cart miniature thing. And it's just, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Okay. No, that those is, kind of things. The plates kinda, are not plates. Those bug me. Like, yeah. don't serve me something on a trash can lid that tips around, or you know, sure, those kind of things. Make it easy for me to eat it. Yeah. Make yeah. it e- mm-hmm. easy for me mm-hmm. to eat it. Mm-hmm. I I would agree. Okay, um, Donnie, do you have anything else, or is it my turn? Well, I know that everybody has been pondering this question, and I pondered it just last week when I got a paper cut, and I wondered, uh, I was at the copy machine, and it's like, why, why do paper cuts hurt so much? And now I have the answer. How about that? Why do they? Do they? Look at my fingers are filled with cuts yeah, right you now. Are. All right. Paper cuts. Why do they hurt so much? Well, for one thing, and no surprise, uh, they're on a very they're on very sensitive parts of your body, the fingertips, mm-hmm. the lips or the tongue. Mm-hmm. And because of these areas, they tend not to stay closed. They keep opening up yeah. throughout That's the true. day. That's true. That's so true. Because it's useful because you're right. always it's not like it's your elbow. And they are actually worse than they look. If you looked at them, I don't know. Under a microscope, they are not clean little cuts at all. They're jagged wounds that cut right through bundles of your most sensitive nerve cells. That's why they hurt so much. They do. They do. They really, they do. Well, Donnie, that's good to know. All right, so today's National Cheesecake Day. Yes, it is! All right, so Stephanie, tell us if, because you know what I go back to. What do you go back to? And I almost bought it the other day, but I thought, nope, you can't. You'll eat in one sitting. <laughs> the frozen Sara Lee cheesecake. Oh, Do God, you really? Yes. Oh. I even had it you in guys. years, but my mom used oh. to make That's ice cream. That's a nostalgic s- thing. Sandwich was. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. With a pound cake that we'd live on always. We'd have pound cake sandwiches in our house and then that damn Sara Lee cheesecake. I tell you. I don't even know what the crust is. Um, <laughs> do you guys know, I mean, but you know that there's a cheesecake maker in town, Muddy Paws Cheesecake. Yes, they, yes. Send, they do a lot of stuff here. Then she is Tammy Cabrera who owns it, has been doing this for like 30 years or something like this. She today is attempting the world's largest cheesecake. 
16 feet long. Whoa. Oh my gosh, yep. where? Yep, she's at the St. Louis Park uh, factory. Is is Guinness there to record I th- it? I, I don't know for sure, but I know that they're attempting it. So that is a big thing. And you can go there today, and I think they're open till like 7 or 8 tonight. You can go there and get two for ones. Or like you can get two slices and you get one free. Really? At yeah. Muddy Paws? At Muddy Paws Cheesecake in St. Louis Park. Oh, yummy. But they've got all sorts of sales and all sorts of fun stuff going today. They have, what's your... Like, what flavor do you think is just... I am a purist, though, on the cheesecake. I just want cheesecake. I do. And if you want to put some, like, raspberry... For me, it's a little raspberry on top. Uh But I don't want to muck around too much. Although, I will say this. Ready, wrong, as it may be, a pumpkin cheesecake with a little bourbon sauce Mm. is kind of delish. Oh, you and your bourbon? Honestly, when is Stephanie's bourbon going to come out? (laughs) Seriously, she makes bourbon When is it going to go in? Bourbon balls for the cookies. I do. I do. I just do. What what restaurant (laughs) cooks with a lot of bourbon? Because I like bourbon in like a barbecue and bourbon in, you know, that kind of stuff. Butcher on the board is a little bit, but most of them are just serving it to drink. You know, they're not cooking as much because you kind of lose it when you cook it. Is there a new restaurant that opened in Stillwater called Pearl and the Thief? Thief. Yes. 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 Tell me about that restaurant. That is a really, that's really cute. It is, uh, you would really like it. It's sort of low country cooking. Chef Justin Sutherland, who's also at the Handsome Hog. Okay. He, after winning Iron Chef America very recently yes. on television. He and his buddy Joe opened this place in Stillwater. Super cute, really great, fun stuff, but really good food too. And he's kind of inspired by his grandmother's, she's from the South, her Sunday suppers. And so there's a lot of great stuff on that menu. Yummy. And they have a large amount of bourbon for you to sip. Do you like the, have you heard of Brink and Bourbon? Brick and Bourbon. Brick and Bourbon. Yep. They op- they're in Stillwater as well. Um, they're about to open in Maple Grove, like very, very close. They're in, going into that old Don Pablo space in Maple Grove. Imminent, like within the next couple of weeks, I think. Really? Yep. Is and that's a great, they have the smoking cocktails. Have you seen those? No, my neighbor was telling me about yeah. this. Tell me what they do. So they infuse, you can get an ice ball and they infuse it. So they trap the smoke in the ice ball and you get it and you crack into the ice ball with a little hammer and it releases into your drink. Oh. It's kind wow, of interesting. That's, that's kind of fun. It's super what did you say, Kenny? I didn't say anything, didn't, but didn't I was anything. thinking I'll have a Pabst, please. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's our Kenny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That sounds good. All right. When we come back, there's a time of day to do everything, people. And we'll tell you about it so you can maximize your life. <laughs> Kenny, take us away with the traffic. I will. And we're going to go over to the east. She's up on all the trends. This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. There are things you need to know. Trending online this afternoon, Vogue magazine for what is likely to be her final September issue of Vogue as editor-in-chief, Anna Wintour has given Beyonce unprecedented control over the cover, captions, and photographer. Essentially, Beyonce is the editor-in-chief of the upcoming September issue of Vogue magazine. Also trending, Ozark, the Netflix series, has a teaser trailer out for season two. Jason Bateman and Laura Linney are back. Also trending online would be International Friendship Day, also National Cheesecake Day. So go celebrate both if you can at the same time, maybe. That's what's trending here at my talk. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. Lane. 
lame tie into Julia's. Oh my gosh, Donnie! I'm like, see, every you said there's a time for everything. So I'm with you, Donnie. Did you see how I I wove that together there? You're something. You, you're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was awesome. Yeah, thank you. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. thank you. Okay, not now, but sometimes. (laughs) Right, Donnie, you you rock. All right, so here, so this is something I. This is interesting. I know, and we've kind of have talked and I was looking for something for sex Monday and the headline caught me why you should always have sex at 10 p.m. But really, it's so much more than that. That's a great idea, though. But it's um, a study that was done by Danielle Pink out of blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but it was somewhere, somewhere. It was a study over four years using um, studies of over 800 million tweets. To decide, oh and it what their goal was to find out what daily patterns people are on with their moods. It's to find out moods of people, and there's two key chemicals in your body yep. that determine your moods. One of them is the stress hormone cortisol, yeah. and the other one is the happy neuro- neurotransmitter serotonin. Right. right. So what they were trying to figure out is besides these things, your blood sugar levels, your nutrition, the ebb and flow of hormones and other chemicals that contribute to our psychological overall body clock, as it were. So they mixed the factors together and then they detangled them. And this woman, uh, Danielle Pink, who could be a guy too. I think it is. It could be instead of Danielle, it's probably Danielle. Um, (laughs) Dr. Pink. We'll call him Dr. Pink. And he watched Rhythms and he has a book, The Science of Timing. So when are the predictable times when you just are best suited to take on some task during your day? And so basically, you got to get up early at 6 a.m. And your body has already been producing cortisol for a couple hours. (laughs) And your cortisol kicks into action 30 minutes after you wake up. Um, Getting up early, even if you don't have to, is associated... um, with lower rates of depression among, among women. Do you get up early? Uh, no. I'm a late nighter. Like, if we could move these times to be sort of like, you know, because I mean, I don't go to, I'm sure it's telling you you have to go to bed before midnight, but I usually don't go to bed before uh, one. I used to. I'm, I'm up an hour yeah. now. I'm getting up an hour yeah. earlier and going to bed an hour earlier. So you're getting less sleep. Yeah. No, I'm going to bed. Oh, I mean it the opposite. I'm oh, going okay. to bed an hour earlier and getting <laughs> yeah. up. An hour. Right. Oh, no, all right, there but we go. The best time it. when you first get up in the morning, morning, you're pretty focused. You should make a list. I agree on that. Just that make a I list. do. I do do that. Okay, at yeah. seven a.m., testosterone <laughs> levels peak in women between seven and eight, which and the cortisol is raised, which means our drive and motivation are sky high. Um. So this would be a good time if you're not angry at this time of the day, <laughs> and it would be a good time to deal with if you have a problem. Okay. You're best apt to deal with a problem, or I would say to have sex, if your testosterone's up. I mean, that's okay. the sexy drug. Um, then at 8 a.m., if you your spirits are up now, but your mood is going to take a slow dive, there's a moment at 8 a.m., especially on Monday mornings, where you're kind of tired. So, like, within that hour, you've gone from just jamming the world and, like, you have all the motivation, then boom, within the hour, you start to feel Mm, tired. You should should do a 30-minute walk. Oh. And then um, 9 o'clock, you're positive. Your emotions are on the rise. It's time. Your brain is a clean, clean slate. Serotonin levels start increasing until 11 a.m. So, positive emotions are dominant. Dominant, right. happy. 
10 a.m. If you're feeling happy during the day, you're going to still be happy. Um, 11 a.m., your brains, it's another high point for your brain's analytical power, and you could be extremely production. You know, one thing interesting, just going back, it says mm-hmm. that to, to delay your first coffee until 9 a.m. I know. I can't. Why it is says, that? I know. It said you don't need caffeine as soon as you open your eyes because the high levels of the stress hormone cortisol are waking you up. Later, you'll feel the benefit more right. from the boost. So they're just saying, sense, basically, like, you, could, you probably don't need it right away. Right. You just no. think you do, and you're not even probably getting the benefit right. from it. But later, when you do need it, You'll, you, feel, you'll it more. feel it more. But That's I, about the time I, I have mine. I do too. No, I, I drink it because I love it. Yeah, I do I don't too. need it for the boost. I love yeah. my morning coffee. Okay. It, it could be decaf and you'd be fine. Because you just like the act of sipping and the warm. Yeah, no, okay. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then you could at 12 at noon, you're most likely to react to positive emotions and sensations. Um. Making important phone calls, negotiating a raise, that's a good time to do. One o'clock, your mood begins to just kind of slump. They say you should try listening to music with 125 to 140 beats per minute if you're going on a lunchtime run or something. And that's like Coldplay's Vita Vita La Vida or... um, U2s where the streets have no name. They just kind of activate your pleasure circuit. They say 1 p.m. is the time of day when we also feel our warmest toward others. So we're feeling very warm towards people right after Mm. lunch. Right after lunch. Mm. Right before you want to take your nap. Right. 2 o'clock is the low point in the day. It just is. You're the most tired. It's just hard. You're entering a natural resting phase because you've already been up for seven hours. I would agree with that. Okay. Mm -hmm. 3 o'clock. Most unproductive time in the entire day is at 2.55, <laughs> right when our program starts. Yeah. Perfect timing. Yep. Explain so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's when it happens. That's mm-hmm. perfect. Four o'clock, you get a little peak of energy. Um, it's an, you scientists call this an inspirational paradox. So if you want to get something done for... Oh, 4 p.m., really? Mm-hmm. Creativity are the greatest when we are not at our best in terms of circadian rhythms. Yeah. It's yeah. because you're thinking looser yeah. and you're more likely to find illumination. So you're kind of off center and they're saying that that's, a, that's where the creativity can crack in. I right. like that idea. I kind of do too. Yeah. Five o'clock, your mood's improving because guess why? Time you're to gonna go home. Time to go work. home. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 There we go. And then um, let's see, seven o'clock, your cortisol rate begins to drop rapidly for the rest of the evening, which may- means you're in a really calm spot. People are happy hmm. when they're not at work. Hmm. Make a to-do list so your brain doesn't have to think of them overnight. Hmm. Eight o'clock, again, you're your happiest and warmest. Eight to nine, again. Mm-hmm. And the wine kicks in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to uh-huh. say that's funny. <laughs> yep. Ten o'clock, you're settled into your melatonin's couch. building up in your body and you're getting ready to sleep. But this was what I um, try having sex. It's the best time is 10 p.m. If you're in your 50s, 10, 20 if you're in your 40s. <laughs> Wait, wait, say it again. Specific. Say it again. What? Orgasm. Last time is 10 p.m. in your 50s? Oh, okay. Yeah. And if you're <laughs> 10, in your 40s, it's 1020. Oh, my God. 11 o'clock, go to bed. Um, 12 o'clock, if you're still up, chances are your mood has declined rapidly. And the Twitter study showed midnight was the key time for expressing anger. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. 1 o'clock. Don't you think people are also run out of steam and they're just like yeah. spouting off? One o'clock, negative emotions if you're still up. Your body, you're just thinking negatively. That's where, that's where all of Julia's mean tweets come from. That's one, where they are. That's where it uh, is. 2 a.m. study show we go from being angry at midnight to being preoccupied with death. From oh, 2 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's when you wake Two, up maybe and you go, oh my God, I'm going to die. 
Or if you haven't gone to bed. Yeah, I could see that. Um, and then three at three o'clock serotonin's at the lowest. Four a.m. your cortisol starts, and then you start. In five a.m. is the time you think of religion. Yeah, I don't know if we learn any there thing there. Five a.m. is when you think of religion. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have sex at ten twenty. Ten twenty p.m. Who knew? So That's funny, not 10 15. Uh-uh. So, if someone's 10, in their 50s and your partner's in your 40s, do you split the difference and have sure sex down. at 10 10? 10 10. Just thought I'd clarify that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good idea. Yeah. When we come to Sex Monday, I've got the things um, guys are wishing you knew when they're having sex with you. Oh. Mm hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you think that this is all like, and obviously this is a nine to five lifestyle. If you are sure. a guy who works at night or if you're someone who's like a server or a bartender, right. all of this would be flipped. It, when, you're right. Because you would be. Because you can't go to bed after you're no. charged up. Yeah. And like 5 p.m. would be the beginning of your shift. Oh. So you would be like, no way am I coming off my serotonin on that. Mm-hmm. You'd have to almost, you'd have to jigger this. Like if you're measuring tweets, you kind of got to know what people are doing. Well, all right. They said at the beginning of this, I forgot to tell you, this is based on an, an eight to five lifestyle. There it is. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention you that. You may. Okay. Oh, that's right. that's minor detail. <laughs> I hear you. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I think I think there's something you said, because all we always hear about is get a little more rest at night. It's better for you. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, don't you think that most people, I think in this society, especially within the last five to 10 years are losing sleep because they attach themselves to their phones mm. and they lose themselves oh. at the at the end of the night. Don't get me started. Cause think of how many people <laughs> like never would have woken up and like gone right to their Twitter and flip their emails or maybe do it right. And then you start out stressed. Yeah. I mean, my, yeah. I'm, I've been guilty of looking on the Instagrams, Mm-mm. you know, at the very end of the night and then it just causes you, it's just, dumb. I leave my phone in another room now. I do. Do you really? Yep. Yep. No, I started doing nearby. that. Nope. I can't. I don't want to know. Nope. I know. I'm a little bit. I don't. You know, and if it's an emergency, I have the ringer on and oh, I'll you, hear it. Yeah, you'll hear it. I'll hear it. But, you know, no one calls at that time of the day. And no. I don't. I go to bed with the book. I do. T- I usually. I do, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm definitely reading. And that can put me out like that. Yeah, I know. I oh, can absolutely. get like two page. Okay. I have a dilemma. <laughs> We're going to discuss it when we come back. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? Alright, the meaning is 651-641-1071, right Donnie? Yes, ma'am. I think we played the hot ticket oh, sounder yeah. where you could, you could oh, win yeah. your chance Woot, to go to the Bachelorette finale at um, the Chart House in Lakeville next Monday night. Okay, so for, for my dilemma... What's your dilemma? Um... We kind of talked about it off the air, but I will share. <laughs> oh, that's it's, your dilemma. It's just kind of a weird okay. time to talk about it because we're taking callers for the hot ticket sure. center. So I'll come back to it. Um, so here's the Hollywood speak I have for you. Okay. Okay. I'm going to try it. Okay. Bethany Frankel <sighs> is disliked by most of her real housewives of New York castmates who think she's negative and toxic after her feud with Carol Rotswell. <laughs> Do you ever watch it? I used to, but I am a known Bethany hater, so I don't know if that is at all part. Of, I mean, like, tell me, tell me why I didn't know this about you. Yeah, and, I know, and I was too. Were you? But I sometimes. I mean, I respect. It. We started out liking her when she was Bethany Bakes, and she was on our show for that before That's she right. even had a real before Real Housewives franchise was even around. She came in studio and met us and made us this beautiful food. You know, she used to bear. Pay, Babysat for Paris and Nikki Hilton. Is that where she... When yeah. they were little, and then she started Bethany Bakes, and then she went on to some other things and was a housewife. And then they give her a talk show, which I didn't know that was how horrible. drunk Ellen was when she did that. 
Ours it was de- real. I know, real tough. But so I don't. I don't. I never trusted her as a food person. Obviously, I, that's the first way I get in because she was way too skinny and way too dismissive. I don't think she ever ate, and so that I hate that when you talk about how much you love food and it's. She just it felt really inauthentic and fake. And then when she came out with skinny girl margaritas, I'm sorry, that stuff, I know it made a million, quadrillion dollars. It still it's is. horrible. I know it it's is It's disgusting. I and it all, it. And it also teaches you that you shouldn't just have a drink and, and like be okay with yourself. You need to be a skinny girl to drink. You know, I don't... I, I never I even put that yeah, with it I didn't, at all. I really just, I thought it was just giving people another option because there's so many calories in a margarita. I'm sure. I'm sure. But I mean, like, but just why can't... You could probably have a margarita, a couple margaritas and not like... You could still be a skinny person. You know, it doesn't, it's the idea of like drinking more and thinking you're going to actually like make yourself into a skinny girl. That's my problem. I never thought that. That's my problem. All right. That's all right. So that's your story. So my thing with her is, yeah, she just has never seemed like an authentic person for me. Okay. So why would I ever? All right. Got it. Well, there, I have a lot of housewife ones. So these might be difficult with you. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, well, we'll skip to Justin Bieber. Oh, okay. Justin Bieber isn't going to release any more music until he marries Haley Baldwin. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Do you like Bieber ever? I kind of like some of his stuff. I really do. I don't. I don't. I don't judge him on his stuff. I, I if I like a song, then right? it's like great. That's totally cute and fine. What do you think of him being engaged? I think it's very strange, and I think they're in a cult. Didn't we talk about this the last time? You think oh, I talked about religion, it with Lori. You that, think that religion's a cult? I think that they're little, they're that little church that they're a part of is a cult, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Is. What is it called? The West? It's called the, um, I don't know, but he I was, he was with his... Um, Westlake? Is it Westlake or West... Something with West. Something like that. Yeah, it is. But here's the thing. It seems to keep him out of Hillsong. trouble. Hillsong. Hillsong. Mm, it oh, keeps him out of trouble. Close. It keeps him out of trouble. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, let me put it this way. If he was really, truly focused on being a good person to another human being, great. Then he shouldn't probably make more music, which just glorifies himself. Right? There you go. Yeah. Oh, it could be okay. No, he hated his last concert tour more than life itself. He did. Yes. And so he. So he's saying I'm dipping out to focus on the marriage. Mm -hmm. But really, he's kind of wondering if maybe he's washed up. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's a pretty good Hollywood speak. All right. Um, Hilaria Baldwin. Yeah. Hilaria. Hilaria. She's She's married to Alec Baldwin. Posted a selfie to inspire um, feeding and exercising your body right. What do you think? And it's it's her. She just had a baby, and here she is in a bikini, and it was her third one in a row. Did she Photoshop it? Oh, people were saying she Photoshopped it. Yeah, it's a picture of her looking, her profile. I mean, she looks... Fit as a fiddle, but she's young, so your body bounces back. How old is she? Yeah, she's 34. She's from Mallorca. Um, yeah, okay. You know what? That's fine. She's just, a, yeah, a very young human. <laughs> well, it's not that young. Okay, this isn't working. <laughs> no, I'm um, sorry. Okay, let's... <laughs> Let me read something to you. <laughs> Tell me what you think. It's a good idea, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is so funny, though. <laughs> You're so cute. I don't know what you You're want. So cute. Ahead, step, give her something. It doesn't. Nothing. I don't want anything, and I'm just razzing you. Okay. I don't have any. I don't know what to be. Well, you know what? <laughs> well, you know what we're gonna do. Hold on. Um, here's what we're gonna do. Well, did you ever watch Real Housewives of New Jersey? Yes. Do you remember Daniel Staub? 
Yes. Well, she just got married, you know, after 300 proposals. Oh, my gosh. She just got married. Was she the one that flipped the table? Judice Mm -hmm. flipped the table over her, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. So she got married recently, and um, her marriage is already on the rocks. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. No surprise, though. No one is shocked. No one? Do you feel like that someone would get married in order to then have the publicity to say that your marriage is on the rocks? Perhaps. That's so cynical. Perhaps. Okay, <laughs> Betty White reveals she has no plan to retire at age 96. This makes me happy. I know. So the Hollywood speaks, she just loves life. But here's what she, they. Um, there's going to be a premiere of, um, she's the subject of a new PBS documentary titled Betty White, First Lady of Television. And it's um, premiering on August 21st. And um, she had a chance back in January during her 96th birthday celebration to sit down with herself and 400 of her best friends and her closest friends. And, um, you know, they just asked her, are you ever, when are you going to, you know, hang up the acting chops? And she goes, never. I'm going to be in the the Seattle, the saddle forever. I love working. I love the challenge. Yep. And she just says, this is what I do. I don't know how to not do it. And she said, to date, I've gotten an award for everything. Inhaling, exhaling. (laughs) I've been so spoiled rotten. She says, I'm the luckiest brought on two feet. Really, I've always been working at something. Do you think also there's something so awesome about being 96, being revered? She's definitely an icon and almost not really having to worry about like being a Hollywood woman who doesn't have to worry about her weight necessarily or anything else. Yeah. Like she doesn't have to. She's not held to that. Finally, to that beauty thing that makes this one post after 10 weeks. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, hilarious. I know. Mm. Look at my skinny body. Like, I just had a baby. But does it take us to get to 96? <laughs> no, you can have it right now. You can? Yeah. You think so? You can just, here's what I try to do. This is it. This is the best I'm going to look today. I mean, yeah. this. Well, what if not? it never yeah. gets any better yeah. than this? And this is it. You got to love yourself right where you are. Very true. This is it. Yeah. I waited when I was my skinniest, skinny, skinny with body dysmorphia. And I thought, oh, I can't take a picture of anything till I lose 10 pounds. I didn't have 10 pounds to lose half of the time. Isn't that weird? Yes. When you think back when and I you see those back, pictures. And I looked great. And I think I always felt like I was too fat for this, too, whatever. You know, my arms are too big, whatever it is. But I have, thank you, Emily program. Um, you know, you just come to a point in your life where it's just kind of like, this is the this is great because we're never gonna be this young. No. We're never you have a choice to just it's okay. I'm I like who I am right now. Well, I think that's marvelous. Yeah. I mean I really do. And I believe that there's so I'm not many... gonna take bathing suit pictures and put them I out mean... there. Although we did put a video of Lori and I jumping on the pontoon boat to jump. And I was in a bathing suit on Instagram. And I'm like, who cares? This is it. No, this is it. This is it. It's so true. But it takes, it took me so long long to get there. I didn't get there till in my 50s. Really? Yep. Because I was so always uptight that I wasn't skinny, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I know. That was my thing. I think most people, if they looked back on pictures of themselves, would realize that they had a different idea of what they looked like versus what they really did. And then my idea was my college self and not my after college self, you know? Or what you look like in a teenager, you know, when I had made big, 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 big boobs. (laughs) 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 I mean, it made my body look so big, 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 big. Big, big, big. And that's your thoughts. So anyway... Cheers, and Ruth um, Bader Ginsburg, she's got five more years in her, too. She's not retired. Amen. Let's have it. Come on, Ruth. We'll be back. Bruce Rillis was roast, and let's hear what Demi had to say.